What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content to grow your app downloads, retaining your users, and increasing your subscribers and purchasers. Essentially, better monetizing your apps. In this video, I have a recording from a presentation that I gave at the Mobile Growth Summit that happened in February of 2020, where we talk about VASO strategies that are working today in 2020. Now, after the presentation, if you disagree or agree or want to share your insights on ASO in 2020, please leave a comment below. And if you prefer to do it privately, just shoot me an email, steve at appmasters.com. Now, enjoy the presentation. All right, ASO, we're gonna assume everybody knows what it stands for, right? Cool. All right, so what's working today? I wanna to go through. Anybody that's like a smaller publisher, they're like, ah, you know, maybe under a thousand organics a day. Cool. Over a thousand? Okay, good. Because I think we're gonna cover both. Like what's working for the bigger publishers versus the smaller publishers. Sneak peek, smaller publishers, we've got a uphill battle. All right, so frankly, I'm like, you know what? A lot of things are changing. Fuck, like, shit. A lot of things are changing. So I'm gonna go through some of the things that we've experienced for our clients, just what I've seen in the industry, and been trying to talk to a lot of different people because late last year, especially on iOS, there's been a sudden change. Some the bigger publishers, some of our bigger clients have seen a pretty big increase, and while the other ones are seeing like not such a big increase. So I want to talk about some of the factors and what factors are more important these days, whether you're big or small. Cool. Just a little bit of background on me. I have a podcast and everybody's got one. But I started in 2013, got interviewed with a couple of different big names, over 700 episodes in there. Everybody can hear me, right? Yep. Matthew Hall? Oh, my bad. Matthew Hall, a lot of big names out there. So some of the big, bigger clients that we work with. And then if you want to subscribe, don't forget to subscribe too, because people ask. And you can't find it just by searching for App Masters. So go appmasters.com slash iTunes or YouTube. We've got a pretty good YouTube channel there as well. All right. So tip number one, especially these bigger publishers and even the smaller publishers, you really want to focus the high traffic keywords in your title, right? I know... Some of the bigger brands are like, look, we got a brand, and so we want to make sure it's just our brand, but you got to have that. And a little thing that we've done in the past is just having shorter app titles. This worked really well in 2019, where we just have pretty much the keyword phrase that we were targeting in the title. We might even lose the brand for some of our smaller publishers. That worked really well but definitely having the highest traffic. Because a lot of times before, back in the day, I would be like, let's focus on lower competition. And you know, let's go after those type of mid-level, medium traffic keywords. But now it's just all about the high traffic. And I've got some data to share with you guys as well. So give you, everybody know about this trick, Spanish-Mexico trick? No? Yeah, one, two, okay. So the US App Store actually indexes the Spanish-Mexico localization. Meaning that if you put English keywords in that localization, you can literally just double the keywords that you're targeting. This is just on iOS. Unfortunately, I tried some stuff on Google Play. Didn't work. So what we did for our small, smaller publishers, we would just, let's say we we're targeting meditation or butt exercises. We would put that 
in the Spanish Mexico title by itself, lose the brand name, and we would see an increase in keyword rankings. So that's what the beauty of the Spanish Mexico. And if you go in the Apple App Store, you can see all the different localizations. So Canada, you got English Canada, French Canada, and then for the US, you got US and then Spanish Mexico. Any confusions? Put English keywords. And the cool thing is you don't even have to be available in Mexico. Like You could just be US only, put some keywords in the Spanish Mexico localization and be able to rank for them. So what I try to do is some of the less competitive keywords that I throw them in, into the Spanish Mexico, Mexico localization. Cool. So here's some case study for a client that we did and I'm using the different ASO tools. So I don't think it matters which one. These are just happen to be my two favorite that I've been using for a while, Sensor Tower and Mobile Action. But here's a client of ours. And so they weren't doing any type of ASO and they were ranking pretty well for their brand term and another term. They were number one. They were doing about 80 downloads. It's really like no ASO whatsoever. We did an optimization. This is why I feel like you gotta go after these high traffic keywords. We did an op optimization, we got to 300 downloads and we're ranking number five for this really high generic keyword. And when we got to number two, we're getting like 13,000 downloads a day. Only happened for a couple of days, but it was pretty fun. And so when, when I look at all this data, right, there's a lot of data, traffic, difficulty, search score. I usually try to focus on these lower competition keywords, but now these days we're really focused on this and we don't really care too much about the competition because those shorter terms were working really well. These days, you're going to have to test. I think it depends on the app now. The bigger the publisher, the shorter the app names, the better it's going to be. The smaller the publisher, I'm sorry, there's a lot of things that you're going to have to focus on to get catch up to those bigger publishers. All right. So one of the things that we all have to focus on is generating app store reviews. They just are a big factor. A lot of the factors now are, you know, I feel like keyword optimization used to be really big. We should just optimize those keywords and in a snap, we get an increase in downloads. But now it's these, like the anatomy of an app, right? So the app store ratings, you gotta generate a ton. And we actually tried a case study for one of our clients where artificially we're getting more app store reviews. So I wanna see if getting over a thousand would tip the scales. Fortunately, nothing happened, but you still have to get a lot of them. So one way obviously is to embed the on iOS that prompt because then that allows you to just stay in the app and leave five star and all that. The thing that we always recommend, we've seen double for a lot of our clients, is just be aggressive with this, right? I did it on first open for one of my apps and I got creamed when people would rate one star and be like, I can't use the app without rating the app itself. And so what I usually say is, you know, you guys know all the best practices, find a nice spot where maybe you're, the user did something amazing and you want to show that prompt or, just show it on the second open, right? No, that's what we did. We've seen pretty good results for one of my apps. And for our clients, we've seen double the app store ratings just by imp implementing this. Because of the podcast, you know, I get to talk to a lot of cool people. And this is a case study that Zinio put together that I absolutely love. And so what they did was they led the user to a five-star review. So before you'd just be like, hey, can you just rate my app? Or the default that we normally see is, hey, do you, are you enjoying our app, right? plus down, all that stuff. Zinio, and I like this, and a friend of mine did the same thing. He's seen really good results. Is love our app? Like, do you want to rate it? Is our app a five-star app? And only if you say yes, do they prompt you with the, the default. If you say no, go to the normal email form or contact us type of form. 
So really brilliant, kind of like leading them. And here's what happened to their results. So get this, like in a nine-year span, they got about 8,000 five-star reviews. Within the first month of implementing this, they've already skyrocketed. So that's the number of five-star reviews. They shared this because they were they had a bad update and they had like 2.1 rating, average rating. They brought it back to a 4.9 or 4.8. So really brilliant strategy there. The from a like I said, like keywords probably aren't as important now. So a lot of things that we focus on is creative optimization. So does that mean like app icons, your screenshots? Hugely important. I'll show you some case studies. So this is a client of ours, and this is one of our smaller publishers, but which I, how many think, whoops, okay, I didn't press anything. How many people think that A1 in terms of our A-B test? B? So it's actually A, got 25%. This was hugely popular back in like 2009 with the, you know, like the 3D frame and then everything went flat and so we did that. And now he uses, for all his new apps, he uses that flat design, but that brought in 50% more downloads without doing anything else. So hugely important to try to do that creative optimization. We didn't change the keywords. We didn't change anything besides the app icon. For one of our other clients, you know, what we did was, especially for the bigger publishers out there, what I always say is like, if you go to any website, what do we try to do? Like I did it from the very start of this presentation. I had social proof. I said, hey, look, I've talked to some amazing people. I've done 700 episodes. Here's some big name clients. But then when we look at an app store and like, hey, I do app store optimization. You just highlight some of the features, right? And so what we did was like, okay, here, here's our unique selling point. It's simple. This is what we do. That's generally how I like to lead it off with the first screenshot. Then when I'm going to hit them, hit the user with, here's our biggest brand that are using us, right? And so, and if you're a smaller publisher, borrow credibility, right? Like if there's a famous quote out there from Einstein that you were inspired by to build this app, use it, right? Any type of social proof that you can add to the screenshots really help with the downloads. And we got over 91% increase in downloads just by optimizing the screenshots. All right. And on Google Play, if you guys know, it's very easy to A-B test screenshots. Fortunately, on iOS, you have to just update the app and look at the metrics. All right. So backlinks on Google Play, just like SEO, really important. Once you've done all the optimization, you're having your title, maybe you're having a short description, maybe you spammed your long description with a bunch of different keywords, building the backlinks just like you would from an SEO perspective. So meaning if I'm trying to rank for meditation and I'm trying to get coverage or I'm trying to build these backlinks on these other websites, well, linking meditation to my Google Play app store will help with those rankings. And we've got some stats for you. I try to block out. Okay, I did. I think I did a good job blocking out. So here's what we did. They were about number I mean, seven, eight for this keyword. Started building backlinks, got them to be steady at number two. And this is for a very, very competitive term. So just think blank games. So backlinks works for Google Play, unfortunately, because Google SEO or you know, web search, they're more, I say, from a obviously a backlink or SEO strategy, even with apps or SEO strategy, they're more sophisticated than Apple, but Apple is really catching up. It could just be an article. So the strategy that we use, great question, is look at like, let's say top fitness apps, right? A lot of these blog posts come up. And then when you go to these blog posts, you say, hey, I'd love for you to add my 
app to this? How much is it? Essentially, that's the easiest way to do it. And you know, with SEO, you want domain rank, you want page rank, you want all these little factors. And so anything on the first or second page that you see that kind of makes sense for your app, ask for that, pay for that backlink there. I also want to make this interactive. So like, I would love to show you some tools, some of my favorite tools, like any questions you have, we can just exit off of this. I didn't want this to take the whole 55 minutes or whatever we got. All right. So again, especially for the smaller publishers, I think the bigger publishers, you should still do keyword optimization because you're going to see a huge effect on it. But the smaller publishers, because the download acceleration isn't there, maybe the reviews aren't there. We can't just back in the day, and this was like literally mid last year, back in the day, we just did some keyword optimization. Like I said, boom, we got the growth. Now I feel like eh, not so much for the smaller publishers. I think everybody knows his tricks already that I've, I personally like, once I find a trick, I'm just like, hey, this works, guys. Go try it out. And I think everybody knows it now. And so it's not so much that you can optimize the keywords. That's not to say that you shouldn't do it. You should definitely do it, but you might not see that immediate impact and growth that you were expecting to see. And that's that we expected to see late, like earlier, mid last year. So here's some of the factors, right? Keyword optimization, creative optimization, using Apple search ads or Google AdWords, app store ratings. And then I think the two key pieces, and this is what I'll end with as well, is really focusing on the retention monetization side. As Apple is starting to get sophisticated now, they're really focused. Google's already been doing that, but Apple's really starting to think about retention monetization in terms of how they rank certain keywords. So I'll cover that real quick, and then we can do more of a, a live workshop type of thing if you got any questions in terms of you know, favorite tools or how we do keyword research. So at monetization, you know, for the longest time, I used to talk a lot about growth, like through the podcast, through the YouTube channel, I just talk about here's some growth hacks that you can use to grow downloads. And I don't talk about it so much anymore because I feel like if you're not monetizing, if you're not retaining, it doesn't really matter. Right. And we used to think now it's a mature app store. Right. And so I, tr I try to really talk about like, okay, retention's way more important than growth. So let's, let's talk through some of these best practices. I'm going to show you some examples, and I want you guys to kind of, if you guys see a theme developing. So from a monetization standpoint, and one of my friends, he's, he doubled conversions and revenue by doing what I'm about to show you. So if you see this, you see that this is long. So you, get, you, in the back, you guys in the back might not be able to see this. But any commonalities that you guys seen? from these subscription-based apps. This is the onboarding experience, by the way. We got a short one and then a long one. It's the pricing page. So this is where you gotta, you know, they do, Headspace does it at the end. Calm does it right here. They don't even like, sign up and then we're gonna hit you. That works, right? Like, don't be shy about showing your pricing right during the onboarding process. Because you're gonna find that, yeah, people can X out and there was an X right here, there's an X right here. But most of the time, people are like, oh yeah, I've been wanting to check out the app. They wanna pay for it right away. So you're gonna see a good increase in conversions and revenue just by incorporating your whatever pricing page on to the onboarding process. And Blinkist, I did a case study about like million dollar apps and what they do really well. Blinkist will actually show you just the, the annual plan and then when you get to their normal pricing page, they have a different, entirely different pricing page. So 
you know, they're pushing the yearly plan during that onboarding process because they know most people are likely to sign up and I want them on that yearly plan instead of the, the monthly plan. All right, that's that. Next, you know, obviously if you increase retention, this is Miss Beam, Captain Obvious here, you increase monetization, right? Get that retention up, increase the monetization. And so what's the one thing? I think too many times we kind of show like, hey, you're all these cool meditations. I wish I had that screenshot, but like here, here's all these cool meditations. But like, as you can see, like Calm started recently doing this too. What's the one thing that you want your user to do? And so I had Rev.com come share and do a little presentation with us. But essentially, they noticed that they saw, I don't know what the increase was, but they decluttered their homepage and just said, look, record. It's free recording. Just record. We're going to make our money on transcription, but we just want you to record because you're not going to transcribe crap if you don't record anything. So they just took everything out and just said record. So what's the one thing that's going to really get your user to use your product? Just focus on that. And with the headspace, you know, this is their, their onboarding process, but they want you to start meditating right away, right? So they focus on that. Like you can't even go to the next one, which is kind of annoying, but you can X out, but like they want you to meditate. They want you to experience that during the onboarding process. All right. And then I would love you guys. And this is the way I sort of saw this happening was like more of an interactive thing where we can all share because I love that. And that's how I built up my entire brand. But like, don't forget about traditional online marketing. So at the end, I would love to know what you guys think or what's working for you guys too. And what I mean is there, there's tons of books like Robert Cialdini, Persuasion that say, you know, here's the seven rules that you got to use to persuade anybody to buy your stuff, right? And we don't do that on the app stores. We're so accustomed to doing it one way. We don't do the tricks that online marketers have been using for ages. And that's urgency, right? Like this is one that I saw from Go from ClassPass where they said, hey, you just signed up. So I just signed up. They said, look, you got nine minutes. You got 10 minutes to subscribe to this amazing offer. And they even have a countdown. And I really like that because it makes me act. Now, this is the offer, but you see that anywhere, right? Old Navy, hey, two-day sale, everywhere. It exists. So we should start utilizing it in the mobile app space. And then Calm, urgency and email, right? They gave me this amazing offer, which I ended up paying for. And they said, look, 50% off, sale extended last day. Last day emails drive the biggest sales. Last days and first day emails drive the biggest sales. So start incorporating that. I know it's harder for most because this is taking me to their website where I can subscribe and not all of us can have that functionality yet. But just start thinking about how you can start incorporating email and urgency within your subscription or conversion flow. And guess what? This wasn't the first... Oh, I just wanted to prove to you guys I bought it. All right. That's it, guys. So I'd love to get your thoughts. If you guys want to check me out, it's steve at appmasters.co and then steve at or appmasters.com for the website. I'd love to get your thoughts on ASO too. Like what's been working for you guys? What hasn't? What have you tried that worked? And then if there's any questions you have on tools or anything, I'm happy to just exit this and then go through some of the, the live workshop stuff, which I find very fun. That's it. I hope you enjoyed the presentation. I want to thank MGS, the Mobile Growth Summit, for letting me use this recording on my YouTube channel as well. So at the end of the video, make sure you check out a playlist with all the videos and the presentations from the event. 
and I will link up their YouTube channel into the description below. All right, until next time, I'll see you on the next video.